0: Are you
1: ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, who are my co host, Tom Abbey. Hey, everyone. We're about to uh, recap last week. Yeah. Uh, and see what we can do to. Maybe create a little more uh, success on the weekend. Yeah, college especially has been a pain in our asses so far. There's no question about that. Um, let's talk about first, jump right in. No reason to beat around the bush, right? Let's recap the big games from uh, college football Saturday last week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one game for sure. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, Georgia was all over Auburn. Um Pretty much controlled the game, from what I hear.
0: right from the jump, it seemed.
1: And um, Alabama looks to still be themselves. uh, Won comfortably against Texas A&M. So those were the two big games in the SEC. And uh, what else did we have on the slate Saturday? Clemson
0: handled Virginia uh, pretty comfortably. 41-23 was the final. They never really looked to be threatened. um, So it was good to see some crazy stuff. Oklahoma lost for the second time already to Iowa State. We were on Iowa State the wrong week this year. Yeah. I was on them early.
1: I mean, I've been on Iowa State all season. They're my prediction to win the Big 12, and I'm feeling even better about that now because the rest of the Big 12 doesn't look that good. Yeah, because
0: TCU beat Texas. Yeah. So pretty much everyone in the Big 12 um, has a loss.
1: Yeah, but not necessarily in conference. Iowa State's loss was an out-of-conference loss, so I'm hoping that was just an aberration week one and my my prediction months ago of uh, Iowa State winning the Big 12 could come through. Um, And then,
0: what else do we have? Any other highlights from the weekend? Uh, Big games, LSU rebounding big against uh, Vandy. Yeah, it is what it is. Arkansas upset Mississippi State, which was a little shocker. Yeah. Arkansas not good the last few years in SEC play.
1: And I'll tell you one that wasn't a shocker to me. Yeah. Air Force <laughs> yeah. puts the boots to Navy.
0: Yeah, absolutely destroyed them.
1: This, I mean, my it's been my favorite. Ever since I saw it last week when I was looking at the wagers, it was my favorite bet of the season. I mean, I just, everything lined up to me for Air Force to lay it on Navy. You know, it's... It was a good money line play. I didn't give it out as my money line play of the week. Uh, we'll get to that later. But Air Force, forty to seven, is that what I saw yeah, was the final 40 score? Forty to seven. Just put, just put it on them from start to finish. You've got an academy school. I don't have to recap exactly why I made the pick. You heard it all last week, right here on the podcast. Why that was a great play. Unfortunately, it was my only winner of the weekend <laughs> in the college football ranks. Um,
0: I would be, I was miss, misspoken here, uh, Oak State actually is undefeated still, they're right. 3-0, they got a bye this week and a few big games coming up for them, so we won't talk about them much this week, but coming up they've got some big games, they do play Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma in the next like 3-4 weeks, so. Absolutely,
1: so um, we both went 1-2 and two last weekend in college football. Yes,
0: both 1-2, and two. Baylor, Baylor you let me down. You, yeah, you you turned it over. You missed field goals. You got stopped at fourth and goal in the one. Or did they? Refs
1: looked like they were on the right side. You were on the right side in that yeah. game and losing just
0: double overtime.
1: Yeah, and then um, NFL Sunday last weekend. You know we had some some really good games out there oh, and yeah. uh, some games that were that were exciting. You had that Cowboys furious rally after being down to the Browns <laughs> was
0: really intriguing for about 15 minutes on Sunday yeah. afternoon there. <laughs> what uh, a what a crazy 1 and 3 team this is. They could easily be 3 and 1. Yeah. And they could be the talk of the town right now, but instead it's like, well, this is not going well. The offense is unstoppable and the defense hasn't shown up yet. So it's a very strange in, in big D. Yeah,
1: and they're not as bad as it seems, correct. And when they start winning games, they're not as good as it seems. Let's you know just
0: find that happy medium. That's where you're going to find reality, right? And then flip to the other side of that game. How good is Cleveland? They're three and one. They're they're playing good ball. I know they. I mean, their one loss so far this year was to the Ravens, the first week of the season, where they got stomped. And you're like, oh, Browns are going to be bad again. But they've rattled off three wins. They didn't beat anyone to to write home about the Bengals, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys, but wins are wins in the NFL, especially this year. It's going to be nuts. The Cowboys' win was impressive
1: because it was a continuation of what they did against the other teams that were struggling, Yeah, and that's the part that was impressive to me. And, um, you know, when we, when we talk about my power ratings, uh, Cleveland actually received my largest upgrade this week of any team in yeah. the NFL. So, um, you know, there, there were some other games that were really intriguing, too. You had the Buccaneers fall behind the Chargers – and, yeah. and rally back and win that game 38 31. Um, tested a little bit, but um, really nice performance. Tom Brady looked like vintage Tom Brady. Yeah, they 369 good. and five touchdowns. Um, and that was without Godwin. So, you know, Mike Evans looks like a beast. He really sprint around five touchdown passes to five different players. Yeah. Uh, really impressive. And Ronald Jones ran for 111 yards in, in the absence of Leonard Fournette. Uh, so they've got that. That's that balance we talked about last week with this Tampa Bay team. That's going to be scary moving forward. What other highlights did you see from the weekend?
0: Well, I, I mean, I'm still riding this Kansas City train. Got a little lucky with a pick six in the fourth quarter, but uh, again, cover for me. And then uh, the big win for Minnesota again off the Schneid down in Houston which ultimately
1: oh. was Bill O'Brien's demise along with his yeah. arguments with J.J. Watt and yeah, we'll see you know, to... F-bombing people as he let them go, I guess. There's a lot of bad reports coming out about him. He may struggle to find work moving forward. Yeah, he's going to
0: have to take you a couple steps back.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, the Panthers' behind upset behind
1: of the him. Cardinals. I mean, that, that we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. Yeah, um, they're, they're, Matt Rule's doing a great job there. Yeah, They were, in, including myself, I, I was hoping that they were going to struggle early so that I could jump on later in the season as they pulled it together. But looks like they're doing a good job there. Um, 31-21. The,
0: let's talk about that Rams-Giants game a little bit. The Rams win 17-9 in a, just a gross kind of game where the Giants never seemed to be in it, but the Rams never really did anything to to show that they were going to be out of it. It was just kind of a weird game all day.
1: Yeah, the Rams are are playing weird football right now where they seem to be at the level of their competition regardless of who yeah. that competition is. They're not pasting their their poorer opponents. Um, you know, and they they stepped up and fought back against Buffalo after getting yeah. behind, took the lead. Um, they managed to beat Dallas in a tight game, but that could have gone either way. A, a bogus pass, offensive pass interference call ends up costing Dallas a chance to win the football game. Yeah. So, you know, they're, all of their games have been interesting so far. That NFC West's got a lot to sort out still, depending on whether anybody can get Seattle or not, because yes, I'm not yeah, sure.
0: They look unbeatable right now.
1: Yeah, they're tough. But, you know, I also want to take a moment here to celebrate my money line play of the week that I did give out. Yeah. And that money line play went up as the week went on. You could get it as high as plus 325 on Sunday. The Eagles, in that situation, desperation, 0-2-1, on the road going to play a battered and beaten San Francisco team, and they win the football game on the field 25-20. So I felt great about that one. It was nice because it helped me recover from some other losses over the course of the <laughs> weekend. Um,
0: yeah, and, I was telling you I wish I would have got on the money line. I, 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 I putted and just laid up and uh, yeah. took the points. But yeah, you could have you could have hit it over the water with yeah. the three wood yeah. from two forty. I shot it around and,
1: and hit my wedge. <laughs> you know? So uh, and also let's talk. The Packers look really good. Packers they, look good. The Falcons With No Devontae Adams. One receiver that had any receptions this season starting the game yeah. um, in the wide receiver group. And they continue to find guys to be productive, including Robert Tanyan, who looks like he could be a force in the tight end yeah, world three, here.
0: three three touchdowns. He's That's... got five on the season already. He gets tackled on that one play, gets up at the 10, runs in the end zone, is wide open, catches it. That was pretty crazy to see.
1: So let's move on to this week and, and what we're going to be looking at. Um, I, I want to talk briefly about my power ratings and, and the adjustments that I've made this week. And uh, that'll lead right into our selections for yeah. uh, week five of the NFL and week whatever Six you want to call calendar. it of college football. So um, let's start with the... I'm going to ta- start with my biggest mover, and it was Cleveland. Uh, they went from... You know, being around an average team. Now I've got them two points better than an average team. And uh, they've moved up to 17th in the NFL. Um, kind of like there's an area in the middle of the pack that feels like they're all very close to each other. Yeah. And things can shuffle around very little in that group.
0: And that's kind um, of how the NFL has designed it with the parity they're looking for. Um, you have these groupings of teams that you know, over 16 games separate themselves. Yeah, and to me right now it feels like there are about
1: maybe eight or nine good teams and really good teams in the NFL. Um, starting with, like, the Saints, I think that they have the ability to be good um, when Michael Thomas is back from injury, yeah. you know, and, and if the defense can tighten things up a bit. The way they responded going down 14 nothing in Detroit and then they blew their doors <laughs> off for a period yeah. of time, you know. Um and then you've got the Steelers who they haven't done anything wrong yet, so it's hard to nope. hard to beat them up. Um, they ended up with their bye week a little early. They're not happy about it. You know, we'll see what ends up happening over the long over the long haul because they're going to have to play the Ravens, uh, the Patriots. You know, this is a team that went in and the score is not indicative of how close that football game was. Yeah.
0: It's not even if they could do anything on offense. Well,
1: fine. Hoyer gave away the ball, yep. gave away two opportunities in the red zone, and then
0: Edelman volleyball lobs it up to yeah, the honey badger.
1: Yep. So you've got two, three huge plays in that game really that uh, made all the difference in that game. So I refuse to downgrade them this week. It really based is similar on that to the
0: way the the Bills distance themselves from the Raiders in the second half. They had two fumbles. You get the yeah. two fumbles from the Raiders. You score on those, all of a sudden a close game's not so close, and you ride it out.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you've got the Bills. Um, they're still riding at number six. The Bucks at number five. Uh, the Ravens at number four.
0: Uh, so you they, have the Ravens above the Bucks now.
1: I I have the Ravens above the Bucks. And I'm
0: like neck and neck almost, right? Yeah,
1: they're they're close. I actually downgraded the Ravens this week. I had. Uh, The Packers and Ravens, both okay. at 3 last week. They they were rated both at 7.5 points, uh, better than an average team. This week, I've upgraded the Packers half a point and downgraded the Ravens half a point. Um, I've got the C- Seahawks and Chiefs. Uh, they held steady. Um, yeah. No change for e- either of those teams, though I considered a slight downgrade for the Chiefs off that performance against the Pats, but the, ultimately they got the job done. Um, even though it wasn't their cleanest performance. sure. Uh, At the bottom of the list, we've still got the Jets as the worst team (laughs) in football. Um, Ain't changing anytime soon. Yeah. I've downgraded the Washington football team just a half a point below uh, the Denver Broncos. I did not upgrade the Broncos (laughs) based on the performance against the Jets. It uh, it was gross. It, yeah, and it it's two really bad teams playing against each other. So But they hit the over. Yeah. <laughs> um the Falcons were downgraded another point this week. Um Ugh. what what is going on in Atlanta? How is Dan Quinn keeping that job? I don't understand. And then I've got the Giants downgraded another half a point this week. Nine points that they're not scoring. The offense no. is
0: lost. No Saquon no, no Saquon, no football. Yeah, they're they're not good. It'll be interesting. I think this is the week we should expect Devontae Freeman to make an impact if he's going to. I'm on, on my bench in a couple fantasy leagues just trying to see what he does. Uh, you would think he'd be able to do something. He's not terrible. Yeah, well. We'll see. Maybe the, the Falcons lines. did
1: something right. <laughs> Who knows? And, um, you know, also down there near the bottom of the list we've got the Jaguars took a one-point downgrade this week after you know, a pretty poor performance in Cincinnati. The defense didn't stop anyone. Um, so it looks like the real Jaguars have finally stood up. <laughs> yeah. And um, the Vikings received a one-point upgrade. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to me to see. Does Minnesota... Continue to rebound now? Have they figured some things out? Is Justin Jefferson answering the call? He had another 100 yard receiving game this yeah. week, um, filling the role of Stefan Diggs at this point. So that's back to back, really nice games for the rookie. Um, my preseason choice for NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. So I, I like to see that kind of performance. I think he was the most pro ready receiver in this draft class. And it's nice to see some of that happening now. And the running game with Dalvin Cook is is really good. So if they can figure out some things on the defensive side of the ball, maybe they can turn things around in Minnesota. So let's move on to this week. Let's do some college picks.
0: Tom, kick us off. I'm going to start you with my lock. And my lock is uh, the the score's trending in my favor. Right now I'm going to take the North Carolina Tar Heels to cover against Votak. Right now I'm seeing it at four and a half. Okay. four and a half that's gonna be my lock for the week. I, I just don't see North Carolinas looked really good another big win for them last week. Vatech has not looked has not impressed me in either of their games. They beat NC State looked good in that game NC State's looking like they're not a terrible team. They barely beat Duke um, last week. And North Carolina has been really playing well. And I think last year, even, they're just rolling it over. It's coming back. They they blow out Syracuse, who's been tough for everyone else. And then they beat up on Boston College a little bit. The score is 26-22, but it was not that close.
1: Concern for me is uh, Virginia Tech gets Hendon Hooker back this week. Um, You know, it should be a, a big upgrade to their offense. yeah. So, um, you know, that's the only thing that scares me, but I do like North Carolina this year. I think that they're going to continue to trend in a positive direction and um, keep moving forward. Sam
0: Howell, I think he's, he does a nice job there. So um, Another thing about this that I really like is the number one rushing defense in college football is the UNC Tar Heels. So a VOTEC team that has not thrown the ball around a lot, 64th in college football. So, give me the Tar Heels to stop the run, win the game.
1: Yeah. So, um, let me jump in with my first pick, and I'm also going to make it my lock this week. I'm going to take the Florida Gators minus 7 uh, against Uh-oh. Texas A&M. So, you've got A&M who comes off a loss to uh, Alabama, right? So, they they had, uh, what was the final there, 52-24 or something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, it was 35-14 at halftime. So, to me, they weren't really in that football game at all. And Florida has scored fifty-one against Ole Miss and thirty-eight against South Carolina. I think that they're going to score in the forties again. I don't think Texas A&M can keep up. So, give me Florida minus the seven in this spot.
0: So, before you get to your next pick, I have to say the Florida's on my board as well as my pick. I love the minus seven. I think that they are still they're still working some things out on the defense side, but they can throw the football around. They can put up a ton of points. And I like to see them keep doing that against A and just I don't see a way. When I was looking at the numbers, right? I'm a big numbers guy for this kind of stuff. Every number Florida's better than Texas A and M. Any number you can think of, offense or defense, they're better than Texas A and just Keep it rolling. Keep the train going. Throw that football around at noon. Noon start. Get it going. And I I want you to uh, remember that Jimbo
1: Fisher was a a one-time Saban assistant. I think he could have beat him up even worse last week if he wanted to. He called off the dogs in the second half. And uh, that's not an uncommon thing for Saban. It's one of the trends I was looking at,
0: which leads to my next selection here. Ahead, one more about this. Texas A&M barely beat Vanderbilt, right? Seventeen to twelve, and what did we see? The score LSU, who who lost their first game, put it on Vanderbilt forty-one to seven. Tennessee beat Vanderbilt twenty-eight to ten. This is not a very good Texas A&M team.
1: Yeah, so I think that that play is it's in the it's one of my favorite play. That's why I made it my lock of the week. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead. Um, and I'm going to mix things up with my college football selections a little bit this week. I've obviously had some struggles to start the season, so I was trying to find some advantages. Here's an advantage that I think I found. You've got Alabama. Their first two games, they jumped out to, I think it was 28-3 to in the first half, and 35-14 to in the first half. And then they called off the dogs in the games that they've been playing. This Alabama team is still explosive. The defense is still good. And they're going to continue to run teams out of the building early and often. I'm going to take Alabama in the first half this weekend. Alright, so he's playing Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Ole Miss could not stop Florida. They're not going to stop Alabama. And they're going to score less against Alabama than they did against Florida. Because I think the Alabama defense is better. I have the line for the game at minus twenty four right now, so I'm going to say Alabama first half. It's not released yet. It'll probably be released tomorrow, and jump on it because anything less than minus fourteen—that's the number I have set for myself. Alabama first half minus fourteen. Um, so I'm going to hammer that one. I'm going to I'm going to put two units on that one. Alabama first half
0: minus fourteen. I like it fast starters. Yeah, absolutely. And this one, my next pick, I'm going with Dino. On the money line, my money line pick of the week is Syracuse at home, a home dog against Duke. Syracuse says only played three games this season so far. Uh, Two losses. Lost to North Carolina. The score, 31-6. We've all watched that game. It was 10-6. Until about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, North Carolina scored three touchdowns to make it distant. Pittsburgh, 21-10. Then they beat Georgia Tech, 37-20. I don't think Duke is, I mean, they're not very good. They're 0-4. They're getting beat up by everybody. Their, Their last few games, losing by 20 to Boston College, 18 to Virginia. Give me the Syracuse, the money line right now, I have it as plus 115. Not a huge underdog. But again, my money line play, Syracuse plus the 115. Give me Dino.
1: There you go. And uh, you have another college pick still?
0: Nope.
1: Oh, you went through both of them. Yeah.
0: Florida's. Okay. I jumped on.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Florida's with me. Um, here's my final play of the week and uh, in the college world. And again, uh, I'm straying from my usual selection of sides. And I'm going to take Florida State and Notre Dame over 52. And here's my logic behind that. You've got Notre Dame, who scored 52 against USF. You've got Florida State, who gave up 52 to Miami. You've got also a Florida State team that's had a little time together here. They were able to get a few things right, and... Um, Duke had some success moving the ball. They only scored 13 points against Notre Dame, but they did have some success moving the ball. I feel like this 52 number is too low because I don't see any way Notre Dame stays under 40, and I'm just counting on Florida State to get in the end zone a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, the num- the spread is a little too large that I'm, I'm not really comfortable playing it. I think 42-21 is feasible in this game, and I don't want to lay 21 and a half. Yeah, but I think half is tough, especially when you think Notre Dame hasn't played in a few weeks. Right, I've been sitting at home. But I, I really feel like this is going to be an opportunity. That that's another angle that I had at this is that Notre Dame has been sitting at home. They're certainly doing game prep, and they knew well in advance that their games were going to be their game was canceled. Yeah, yeah last week was so, a buy either way. Yeah. So they just shift their focus to Florida State. They're doing prep against what that defense is going to be, which has not been much. Give me this game
0: over fifty-two. I like it. Go Irish. Let's (laughs) talk some pro ball, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. So we have been doing a little bit better in the pro ball. I think with all of this COVID shenanigans, it's it's kind of affected the pros less on a game-to-game basis.
1: This has been a reversal for me this season. Yeah. I've had so much success historically in the college world. And this year I have just been ice cold and I'm not afraid to admit it that I've been ice cold in, in the college world. I try- that's why I'm shaking up my thinking a little sure. bit and the things that I'm going to focus on this week. Um, NFL's been okay, you know I, I can identify some spots and, and feel all right with it, but you know, I, I got that little tingle back with Air Force last week. All right, all right, right keep your tingles off our podcast. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So um, I'll jump right in with my first pick of the Get weekend in the NFL. Um, and that's going to be the Cleveland Browns plus one and a half. So this is a a situation for me where I'm betting a continuation for Cleveland of their success that they had against Dallas. It was a a really great performance. It's not just that game either, though. The way that they have run the football has been so impressive. I understand the loss of Nick Chubb, and I think that it's affected this line a little bit. And Kareem Hunt has plenty of talent. That's good. This is a former NFL
0: rushing leader, and that I forget the name of the guy that came in in the second half and was awesome for them too. What? Yeah, they had a couple. uh, I I can't tell you. It was. Yeah, yeah, I get the rushing stats. He was awesome. Not only his numbers were awesome either. Like visibly watching some of his runs were really fantastic. Oh, it's Ernest Johnson. Johnson, yeah, yeah. Some of his runs were really, really good. Yeah, I was impressed.
1: he, he comes out of uh, USF, um, young guy, so you, you got a couple of young backs there. And, you know, last week they had, let's see, um, well, Odell Beckham had 73 yards rushing, but uh, Kareem Hunt, 11 for 71, 6.5 yards a carry. Uh, Dearness Johnson, 13 for 95, 7.3 yards per carry. You know, those things, it's hard to deal with that in the modern NFL. Because yeah. not many teams can do that. And I think if you go back even the week prior, you've got uh, Nick Chubb went 19 for 108 at 5.7 per carry. They, they've just been so good at running the football this year, and that is a, a difficult thing to deal with. Now, the Colts are maybe more well-equipped to deal with that than pretty much anyone, but some of their opponents, they, they played the Jets, it hasn't been the most difficult schedule. That's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. The win over the Bears was nice. A lot of people think the Bears were fraudulent at 3-0. and And, um, you know, they did a nice job shutting down the Colts or shutting down the Jets. They beat the Vikings. They lost the Jaguars. Their schedule has been so soft. To me, I think that this Cleveland team, I think they're going to be the more talented team on the field. I think Phillip Rivers can make mistakes, especially if Miles Garrett hits him in the mouth a couple times.
0: With or without a helmet in his hand. <laughs> um, so in college, you, you picked Florida, and I was with you. Now on the pros, you picked Cleveland, and I'm against you. I'm taking Indy minus the one and a half. Well, the number one defense in football, Indianapolis Colts. They did the number great one, against the Jets. The number one pass defense, in football, the Indianapolis Colts, the number four rushing defense in football, the Indianapolis Colts. the Brown, You're talking about the Colts' easy schedule. We just talked about the Browns' easy schedule. The only team that they played that was any good, the Ravens ran all over them. Give me the Colts. I think this this number for Cleveland's too high based on their recent wins.
1: Yeah, and I just I don't see it that way. You, you've got a, a Colts team that lost to the Jaguars who have been absolutely trash since then. They, they've they really shown very little since that date. They beat a Minnesota team that's only win comes over a winless Houston Texans team. Yeah. They beat the New York Jets, who are the worst team in the NFL. And now they get a win against the fraudulent Chicago Bears. So, Which is still more impressive than Cleveland's best win. I don't know. I think Dallas is better than Chicago right now. I, if, oh. if those two teams played each other right now, I'd bet Dallas on a neutral field.
0: I can't trust Ellis's defense to beat a JV team right now. Yeah, well <laughs> that's uh, gotta outscore everyone.
1: Again, I think this is I think this game's I think the line is close to where yeah. it should be. Yeah, that's why and, we're and we side. just fell on the opposite sides on this one. Yeah. Um it's gonna be fun to see. It'll here. be fun now. I'll bet you a bottle of rum on the outcome.
0: Done. And also the the line is trending. Um people are heavy betting Cleveland right now. It's sixty six percent on Cleveland. It's gone down from two and a half and now it's the one and a half. Well, we shall see. We will. Uh, My other one, and this one's moving too. I have, uh, I'm on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay going to Chicago. Give me Brady getting rid of that ball fast. Yes, the Bears defense can get after the quarterback. But how many times have we seen Tom Brady beat a very good pass rush by just getting the ball out of his hands before you can say boo. Um, I will lay three and a half. Uh, it looks like it might start creeping up a little more. I'm seeing a couple of these, maybe four on this app, but I got a three and a half here. Um, give me Tampa Bay. The Bears. Again, they looked worse with Foles playing a full game last week, which I still can't figure out, so we'll see how that looks. But give me give me Tampa Bay while Chicago's trying to figure it out. All right. And now on to
1: uh, my selections here. Um, this is going to be my money line play of the week. Well let's hear it. And uh, this could go one of two ways. So, (laughs) Most games can. (laughs) (laughs) My money line play of the week is the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 235. I think that you've got a Jaguars team that can move the ball on the offensive side. Uh, Houston has struggled on defense for the majority of the season here. You've got the turmoil in Houston with yeah. the firing of Bill O'Brien. Now, that's where I'm talking about it could go one of two ways. They could there be could be the bump from the, the bump. change in coaching. However, Romeo Cronell's coaching record is not stellar. Yeah. He's one of the worst head, coach, head coaching winning percentages in NFL history. Yeah, To me, I think the emotion early on could be in Houston's favor but I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars can do enough to win this game. If this team gets dejected, I can ride that emotional low. Yeah. Jacksonville uh, gets on the board early. Yeah, it's
0: over. So I looked at this game and I feel the same way. I'm scared though because Cornell's a defensive guy. He's kind of coming in. He's been there though.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been the defensive coordinator. But I feel and like
0: stunk. If you're the defensive coordinator, you're on the defense, and now your defensive coordinator's got the lead. He's the guy up front. I think that puts a little pep in your step for you know a quarter or two and could be enough in a game where I don't think either of these teams are great. Yeah, um, but I love I love the Jaguars plus the six, so I'm not surprised that you're taking the swing. Yeah, we're take gonna, the swing. We're going to take a stab. here. I think six is way too much. That's why I'm saying I, I like the swing at two thirty-five. You're getting a very good value. Yep, we'll see. We'll I, see if we can find that winner. Right it should be there. like one fifty five. Like that's they're not that far apart. You know. I know. All right, I like it. Yep. What's your? And what's I'm getting your plus
1: two thirty five. So yeah. Um, my final play of the week is I'm gonna go for a team that's gonna try to reverse their fortunes this week. Coming off two consecutive losses, I'm gonna lay the seven and a half with the Arizona Cardinals. If there's any time to get right, it's when you're playing the New York Jets, particularly when you've now got a quarterback change. Uh, due to the injury to Sam Darnold, I don't think Joe Flacco's got anything left in the tank. I think that he's behind a porous offensive line, and he doesn't move. And well. he does not move. Not he's not half the athlete that Sam Darnold is with yeah. his feet. He's going to be a stationary target back there. So Arizona's woes on the defensive side of the ball can be resolved real quickly because they're going to hit that stationary target in the backfield. Arizona will do enough on the offensive side. Everybody's running the Jets out of the building, including the Denver Broncos, who I would rate 5 points worse than Arizona right now. Yeah.
0: The only uh, the only thing you got to fight about is the early start. And I'm yeah. not I'm not overly afraid of that, but again, it's back-to-back back weeks it. yeah.
1: doing this, which could be concerning. Yeah. It's certainly an angle that I think impacted the Rams against Buffalo. I think there could be a yeah. slow start for Arizona. But I think they're gonna. There's so much of a talent uh,
0: disparity between these two teams. Arizona's offense is fun. Kenyon Drake's been a puzzle to me, though. Yeah, He hasn't done much. I guess no. I heard a thing saying he's overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that COVID. Those COVID pounds. Well, you know he he wasn't
1: exactly uh, known as the hardest worker on the Dolphins team when he was yeah. there. There's a reason they traded him away, and uh, it wasn't just to you know try and stockpile picks. It's because he wasn't fitting the culture in Miami, and that can be a problem. So, well, what, I you got, got one more pick.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers plus the two at Atlanta. I don't like this Atlanta's defense at all. Carolina's wide receivers are just all sorts of banged up. Julio Jones doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play. Kelvin Ridley's up in the air. He was hurt, only played like 45% of snaps last week. They're a mess and Carolina's quietly been solid. They haven't been great, but they're winning games and they're playing competitive football. So give me Carolina. I'm hoping Atlanta gets off to another lead and then blows it and it's hilarious for everyone. Yeah. The, Carolina's offense is not as explosive as it was with McCaffrey, but they found a way to grind with Mike Davis. They're they're hitting the holes. Getting in that four cloud, four yards in a cloud of dust, and Teddy Bridgewater is just—he's good.
1: I think that Joe Brady's not getting enough credit for what he's doing with the offense there yeah. in Carolina. He's finding ways to be successful with a group that's a little bit under talented. Um, <laughs> Pretty good, and they're—they're they're doing a great job. Yeah. Listen, the guy—the guy led the most historic offense in college football history last year in LSU, and now he's come in here. Oh boy, and uh, what? Uh, the whole the whole world's betting carolina
0: so now i'm nervous Oh,
1: stop it it's the fir- it's the first part of the week it's only the only sharp action right now tom it's sunday that you look at that only people looking bad only people only sharp action happens early you don't have square action early in the week the earlier you bet the better off you are <laughs> or you can wait and bet against the squares and see what they're betting so um that's going to wrap another week for us tom yeah I think we've got a good weekend ahead of us of football. And uh, what's your most exciting game of the weekend? College, NFL, anything that stands out to you?
0: Ooh, of the whole weekend. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to look through here real quick. My biggest problem is I don't know if my my bills are going to play a game this weekend, so that's a little concerning. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be Tennessee Georgia. Um, Georgia's pretty good. Tennessee's pretty good. I think we get a chance to sort them out a little bit this week. We got the Red River Shootout this weekend. Yeah, but you know, two teams coming off losses. Yeah, Oklahoma's lost last too. Texas almost lost two weeks ago, then lost. It's a really weird Red River Red River Shootout. Plus, the Texas Fair is not going on. Can Miami? There's no deep fried Oreos. Is what I'm saying. Can Miami compete with Clemson? The Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I think they can. I think it'll be. I don't. The spread's what fourteen right now. What do you got it at? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't look at the. I think it was. I think it was the, fourteen uh, when I looked earlier. I think that's about what it should be. I think Miami will keep it close, and then Clemson with their. To me, the biggest thing is the experience in big games for Clemson is what I like. I think the the Miami team is still learning. Right, they're still getting there. So I think talent wise, they're they're pretty good. But I yeah. I, I just. I like Clemson's experience in big games to pull them away at the end.
1: I'm seeing 14, 14 and a half. Yeah, um, I think that this it's is definitely a, a line is, to keep an It's eye a on different it. Miami team than what we've seen. Yes, it's not the same old. Um, is Miami, you know, good? they you know they beat up on some bad teams. Right. That was an impressive win when Malik Cunningham was healthy in Louisville. Yeah. That was an impressive st- stomping of Florida State. Uh, yeah. Derek King is the real deal. Yeah. We knew he was the real deal at Houston and he's showing it that, you know, last year's few games, things were a mess there in Houston with Holgerson taking over. So sure. jumping to Miami, he he is a super talented guy playing quarterback for them. They've had all kinds of talent around them in years past. And you know, it looks like Manny Diaz has got that program believing. Yeah. I think that Miami can pull the upset. I don't know if they will pull the upset. Yeah. It's gotta be a clean game it's got to be perfect, and they better create some turnovers. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I think that it'll be close, but I just... In a close game like that, I'm going with the team that's been there, done that. You know, this is the biggest game Miami's had in how long? Yeah, years? probably
1: since that Notre Dame game at home when Notre Dame was... At, were they both undefeated a yeah. couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And the Irish ran them out of the building yeah. that day. And that was
0: like three, four years ago now. Yeah. So... Most of these kids. That crowd was
1: rocking that night yeah. in Miami. I've I never a seen a stadium like that because I watch Dolphins games.
0: I was a little nervy. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, right. that's going to be an exciting weekend of Football Ahead, guys. Um, check us out on all of our social media platforms. I think we're going to try and... Um, add maybe some uh, quick hit videos on Facebook or Twitter um, with some of our picks this weekend. So that'll be uh, a little change to what we're doing on the social media side of things. So um, check us out there, guys. Thanks for following along. We'll see Mm -hmm. you next week. Wear your mask so we can play football. Absolutely. See ya.